This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, what's up? It's Savannah. Welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. Thank you guys so much for joining me here today. I am so happy that you are here. Happy Friday, you guys. I hope that you all had a great week. And if not, guess what? You made it and it's the weekend or it's about to be. And also, you guys, happy February. I feel like January, I don't know if anyone else feels like this. I see it a lot on social media, but you guys can let me know. I feel like January is always the slowest month. And like, I'm not complaining. I do like January. It's my birthday month, Hayden's birthday month, my brother's birthday month, some of my best friend's birthday months. I have a lot of birthdays that happen in January, so I really do enjoy it. However, I feel like in comparison to all the other months, I feel like January just drags and I try to enjoy it I really do but by the end of it I am so so happy to be done with January I'm actually filming this on January 31st so it's the last day of the month and tomorrow is a brand new month I'm so excited I'm also just excited to get closer and closer to like spring and summer I think that's something that I'm really looking forward to I actually saw this tweet that made me laugh and it was like January feels like it's eight months long but then the next the rest of the year feels like three weeks like, and I think that that's so true. Um, and yeah, so that's just kind of something that I've been thinking about lately. I've been talking about it with my friends too. It just feels like January just drags. And so I'm very much looking forward to February and everything that it has in store. And I also feel like, and maybe I need to start this next year, like, or I guess this year, but like January and New Year's resolutions and New Year's goals for me never really work. I feel like I always either need to start them in February or I need to start them in December and like have it carry in to January just to make it easier. Because again, with like all the birthdays and all the stuff that I have going on in January, I just don't have the time to like perfect the morning routine and to wake up at 5 a.m. and to like do dry January like through and through. Like I just don't have that. Um, Also, if you did do dry January and today or yesterday was the first day 
off of it. Congratulations. It is done. It is over with. I know so many people like in my friend groups and just in Nashville in general are doing dry January or did dry January. And I think it's so interesting. Like I feel like it's always been a thing like people doing dry January, but I never saw it so like so frequently. Like I have never seen this many people do it. And maybe that's just because I'm talking about it more and I'm like paying more attention to it. But I definitely have never seen this many people actually partake in it. Maybe it's because I'm like living in Nashville and it's such a drinking centered city um, that I actually am paying more attention to it. But again, I feel like everyone that I knew was doing dry January this year. I feel like this weekend is going to be crazy because I feel like people are going to like be coming out of their shell. People are going to be drinking again. So stay safe wherever you are. Um, but yeah, just a little tidbit there. But anyways, as you can tell by the title of today's episode, you guys, today we are doing my tried and true, my favorite, a what would Sav do? If you guys do not know what a what would Sav do is, it is very simple. It is where you guys reach out to me or typically I reach out to you on the My Thoughts Exactly Instagram page, which if you don't know, is just My Thoughts Exactly podcast on Instagram. And I typically ask you guys what's going on in your life, what's new, what advice do you need, what are you going through? And I sit here. And I go through them, and that is where I tell you what I, me, Sav, hey, hi, hello, would do in those situations. Hence, what would Sav do? This is something we've been doing forever. It is something that we did on my YouTube channel before my thoughts exactly ever existed. So it's been a real tried and true for me. It's something that I really love to do, and it really makes me feel more connected to you guys because I feel like we're just sitting here chit chatting. All we need is like a glass of wine, but we'll save that for February 1st. Okay, so I'm going to go on to the My Thoughts Exactly Instagram and we're going to just run through these and see what you guys have going on. Okay, here's the first one. Love you. How to manifest slash upkeep a healthy relationship where long distance half the time. First of all, love you too. Second of all, um, I have done long distance before and I I don't know. I feel like there's different people that thrive doing long distance. Like some people love it because they're like, oh, I get to like do what I need to do, like get what I need to get done half of the time. Then the other time I can like see them and be fully, you know, invested in there. So some people love long distance and then some people hate long distance for obvious reasons because you want to be able to be with your partner as much and as frequently as you possibly can. And a lot of times when distance gets in the way of that, I don't even know if I would call mine long distance because it was like a drive, like it was like two and a half hours of a drive and it was probably like we saw each other every other week or so. So I don't know if you would consider that long distance, but my main tips to upkeep a healthy long distance relationship is and always will be communication. I think communication is incredibly important when you're not in a long distance relationship, but I think it is even more important when you are in a long distance relationship because you need to be able to communicate with your partner how you're feeling. There are going to be times when you miss them more than usual. There's going to be times when you run into like little hiccups and bumps in the road in the relationship and you're going to be able to or you're going to need to be able to talk with them about it and that's something that's really really important having someone that you can openly communicate with and not feel weird about it is another thing like you don't want someone who you would feel weird about opening up to or feel strange about telling them how you feel and I think that was a big problem for me and my long distance thing is that like I never felt fully comfortable opening up I never felt fully comfortable being vulnerable so the times that I was struggling the times that I was 
you know, going through things and having issues and, you know, issues in the relationship that I needed, things that I needed from him to like help maintain the relationship. I wasn't being open about and I wasn't speaking my mind about, which in turn really negatively impacted the relationship because I was kind of just like building up like to a boiling point. And then once I got to my boiling point, I just like, it was, yeah, no, we don't need to get into it, but it wasn't great. But what I will say is I just think that that is another reason that being communicative and open with your partner is so important. Another thing that I would recommend is really setting intentional time when you're in a long distance relationship. Having FaceTime dates, I think is a great way to do this. Like setting a date where like, as you would if you were in person or like together and being like, okay, Friday night, we're gonna have a date night and you guys can, you know, get food, whether that be takeout or you're both cooking, maybe you're cooking the same thing or maybe you're like getting the same type of food or maybe you're not, whatever it is. But sitting there on FaceTime, like pouring a glass of wine with each other and just just enjoying each other's company and conversation. I think setting intentional time like that is really important. You can also get one of those. I always love these, the we're not really strangers card games, because I think that they're a great way to like have good icebreakers and conversation starters, and they really keep the conversation going. So that's what I would do. I would really focus on setting intentional time. And maybe it's something where you have to tell him like, hey, long distance is hard for me. So this is kind of what I need from you in order to like feel like we're in a good spot in our relationship. But I think that there's nothing wrong with that. I think recommending the intentional time and FaceTime dates or making sure that you guys have a phone call at the end of each night, like things that you do, like little things like traditions and stuff like that, that you guys do every day or every week where you guys know that no matter what, that's going to happen. Like your little phone call at the end of the day to talk about what happened that day or to catch up on different things like that's always going to happen or like your once a week FaceTime date like that's always going to happen. I also always recommend when you see each other like when you're in person and you see each other you always make plans for when you're going to see each other next. That was something that was really important to me especially as someone who has high anxiety. I feel like whenever I wouldn't do that whenever those plans wouldn't be made I would always kind of be really anxious and never feel really settled because I was always like, when am I going to see him next? I don't know. Is he mad at me? (laughs) Like I would always go through those types of thoughts. And so whenever I was with him being able to be like, okay, what are, when do I get to see you next? Or like, when is, what are we going to do next? When is the next time we're going to see each other? Having that set in place, I think is really key too, just to like calm the nerves, feel settled and know that you're going to see each other again. And that way you can like, you know, knock off the days until you get to see each other again, have a little countdown. It's cute. It's fun. And so those would be the tips that I would have. So to sum it all up, communication is key. Have little FaceTime dates, little traditions, intentional time, and always set up when you're going to see each other next. Again, sometimes plans don't work out and sometimes you don't know because you have a busy schedule, but as much as you can, you know, be, you can be broad about it or you can be very specific, but just have the conversation just so you can, you know, maintain a sense of peace about everything. So that would be my, that's my little 101. What is it? Yeah. Long distance one-on-one. Okay, next one. My coworker asked me to be their girlfriend, but hooked up with our other coworker while I was working the next day. What would Sav do? Sav would drop them. That's what I would do. I I don't think that there's any reason to 
forgive in this situation. I feel like if this was a case of like, oh, he hooked up with the coworker prior, you know, before we made it official, then that's different. Um, you also didn't say that you said yes to being the girlfriend, but I'm assuming that you did. And if that's the case, well, either way, I guess it doesn't really matter. Like if you didn't say yes to being the girlfriend and this happened, he showed his true colors. If you didn't say yes to being the girlfriend and this happened, they showed their true colors. So I would just drop them. Honestly, I feel like there's no reason to stick around. Why would there be? I feel like regardless, true colors were shown and I wouldn't want to be with someone that I can't trust so early on. Like, I feel like if you can't be loyal for a day, a day, 24 hours, you can't be loyal for 24 hours. Then like, what are we doing here? That's ridiculous. No, I would drop them because again, that's just going to be something that's always lingering in the back of your mind. At least it would be for me. Like if you were able to cheat on me within 24 hours, like that's insane. That is crazy. And so, yeah, no, I would just drop them because I don't think that there's any good that would come out of that. And I don't really understand, or I couldn't really wrap my head around any excuse that would make that be okay. Like any excuse where I would be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Even if like you didn't say yes to being the girlfriend, and they still went and did that and they were like oh well like you didn't say yes I'd be like okay but like you still okay like no I just I that puts such a bad taste in my mouth and again even if like for example okay I've talked about this before this is I will relate this to personal um personal uh what is it called experience so I've told you guys before that Hayden asked me to be his girlfriend four times before I said yes if Hayden had asked me to be his girlfriend and I was like I did what I did and I said uh not yet or whatever like I want to wait a little bit and then the next day he hooked up with someone else, please. Mm -mm. And that truthfully would be like, okay, that is why I didn't say yes. Or even if I did say yes at that time, it'd be like, that's insane. But again, if I didn't, it's like, okay, you, your true colors have been shown. You couldn't even be somewhat loyal for 24 hours because I feel like regardless of your answer, and I'm kind of assuming that you did say yes, but again, you didn't say, so I'm not sure and I'm not trying to assume. And this is while you were working the next day. They hooked up while you were working the next day. I think that's insane. If I were you, I would drop them. I don't think that you need to give any reason or any excuse. I wouldn't keep talking to them. I would just block and move on. And I know you probably have to see them at work. So that might be a little bit uncomfortable, but I would just try to avoid both him and her the other coworker at all costs. Like I would just try to avoid that situation. I would just try to avoid the both of them. And again, it's not necessarily the other coworker's fault. So I don't know about that. But as, as far as the one who asked you to be your girlfriend, I would avoid because what the heck? Who does that? That's insane. Okay, moving on. I got into a fight with my live-in boyfriend before Christmas and we spent it apart. My family disapproves of him. What would Sav do? Hmm. Okay. If I were you, again, I think that we're missing a little bit of context here because I don't necessarily know what the fight was about. I don't need to know what the fight was about, but I also don't know if you've been home since then. I don't know certain things about this, but if you got into a fight with your living boyfriend before Christmas and you had to spend it apart, first of all, I'm sorry because that just sucks. Like the holidays, especially are times that you want to spend with your boyfriend, you want to be able to like create memories and it's cute and it's fun. Like I love creating memories over the holidays with my family and especially like my boyfriend. I love that. I think it's so fun. So I'm sorry that that was taken away from you. And if your family disapproves of him, Here's my whole view on family and disapproval and stuff. I think that sometimes, 
you know, and maybe this is just because I have a true crime podcast and I see certain things about families disapproving boyfriends or girlfriends, but a lot of times that has to do when abuse comes into play. And I think when abuse comes into play, that's like when families do have every bit of right to disapprove and not want their children to be with certain people. So when it comes to that, I completely am on board 100%. When it comes to families just not liking boyfriends because they're not who they necessarily would pick for their kids, that's when I have a little bit more leniency because I know I've definitely been in situations too where I love my family to death, but they have not necessarily approved of every person that I've been with, but they've always given me the grace and the freedom to figure it out myself, which is something that I'm really thankful for them for. But my whole thing when it comes to disapproval of boyfriends or girlfriends or whatnot is that if you are truly happy, like truly to your core happy and not like spiteful happy. I know that there's some people that have bad relationships with their parents and want to stay with their boyfriends or girlfriends because they know that their parents don't like them. And it's just kind of like a twisting the knife kind of thing. So put that aside. But if you are truly to your core happy and you believe that the person that you are with actually treats you well, then I think that that is all that matters truly I really feel like life is so short and I feel like we should spend our time with people that make us happy and if you feel loved and safe and secure and happy with the person that you're with yeah they might not meet your parents expectations but at the same time it's your decision once you get to a certain age once you're an adult things become your decision and it's going to be your decision you know to deal with in the end as well if it goes south like and that's just the fact of the matter I know so many times in my past when I've had relationships that haven't worked out and I've had people being like Savannah like come on like you know this is not the guy for you or Savannah like he's you know leave him or whatever and I've been like no 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 and then I finally leave him and it's like I'm you know I have to be there to accept the consequences of my actions I have to be there to pick up the pieces and obviously my friends and my family are there as well but I think that when it comes to parents disapproving if you are truly happy and you are not you know being cheated on you are not being lied to you are not being you know abused you are not being you know put at risk I think that life is too short to not be happy and I would have maybe a very honest conversation with your parents and be like listen this is who I love this is who makes me really really happy and I want you guys to be happy for me that I'm happy I don't not saying that you have to completely all of a sudden love him because that might take some time or you know the relationship the bonding that might take time to build between your parents and your boyfriend but I want you guys to be happy that I'm happy and and if you, you know, I think that's a very fair conversation to have. What I would also focus on doing, and this is something that I learned a lot um, over the past couple years, is that it's better sometimes to keep things to yourself. I know in cases like that where it's like you get into a fight and you spend Christmas apart, like obviously your family is going to talk and be like, why aren't you spending Christmas together? And then like, oh, they had a fight and oh, this and all that. But when it comes to just like basic conversation or just like having conversations with your parents or even your friends, I've learned this too when it comes to friends, like having conversations with your friends about your boyfriend or your girlfriend, try and speak positively as much as possible. Because oftentimes I know that when I talk to my friends or when my friends talk to me and they're telling me things about their boyfriend, things that their boyfriends did, oh, th they did this, they did that. Obviously it leaves a bad taste in my mouth about their boyfriends. Granted, my friends are their own people and they can make their own decisions. And I also 
also know that I trust them enough to make decisions that are good for them. And obviously they like these people. So I'm going to support them 100% no matter what. But what I think is really important is also just like speaking things positively. Like when you're constantly, I'm not saying you're doing this, but I'm just saying that this is like, a, I think a good piece of information to just keep in the back of your mind is that like the more positively you speak about your partner, like the better that they are going to seem and like come off as to the people around you. So like, even if you're like not really having a conversation with your parents necessarily, or even if like, if it's with your friends or your siblings or whatever, just being like, oh yeah, like saying the nice things that they did, like, oh, they got me flowers or, oh, they're taking me on a date this weekend or, oh, like they said they love my outfit or, oh, like little things like that because I think that those little things go a long way if the people around you can see that the person that you're with is contributing positively to your life I think that's really really important because oftentimes I think it can be really tunnel vision and really just like oh like I don't like them and you know they're not good enough for my daughter and they're not good enough for this and they're not good enough for that but like little things like that are always going to help the situation. And I will end this. I feel like I'm rambling at this point. So I will end it with saying this. And this is something that my dad told me a very long time ago. And it always stuck with me is that he said that, you know, it doesn't matter who I'm dating. No one will ever be good enough for me in his eyes. And when he said that, everything kind of made sense. Not only did I like tear up at the dinner table because that was like one of the nicest things I think anyone has ever said to me, but I also feel like for so long, I felt like I know what's best for me. And like, I know, like my parents are just being harsh and like my parents are being hard on him and whatever. But then when he said that, I was like, oh, it makes sense now. Like, I get it. Like, no one is ever going to be good enough for me in his eyes because I'm his daughter. Like, you are their most precious prized possession. So try and give them a little bit of slack too when it comes to that because they just love you and want the best for you. But again, I think that that's when a good, open, honest conversation can come into play. So sorry for the novel of a response, but those are my thoughts. Okay, moving on. My aunt pressures me to get a boyfriend and I just have bad luck getting one. What would Sav do? First of all, I don't think anyone should ever be pressuring you into getting a significant other, getting a boyfriend, whatever. Like, I think that that's nuts. If I'm being honest, I think that everyone's journey is so individual. Like I remember growing up in like in high school when people are getting boyfriends, people are going on dates and I felt so out of the loop because I was like, not doing that. Like I didn't have my first boyfriend until I think I was 21. Like I had my high school things, but like, you know, I feel like that's different. Like, but I didn't have my first official, like we are boyfriend and girlfriend until I was 20. So I felt very out of the loop. Like, and I, 20 is not even like old, obviously like 20 at the time I felt like I was a late bloomer. I felt like, oh, everyone else has already had boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever. And like, granted, I had a lot of situationships. I had a lot of long-term things. Like in high school, I had one on and off for like two and a half years. But like at the same time, I just felt like very slow in that department. Like I felt like everyone else's way ahead of the game. And what I've learned over time is that everyone's journey is so individual. It's so different. And we don't have to like be in competition. Like there's no prize at the end, if that makes sense. Like the prize is being happy. And if 
whatever journey you're on leads you to happiness and like you've won. You do not need to be on someone else's timetable. You do not need to be on someone else's timeline of what works best for that. Like, oh, get a boyfriend. Like, oh, okay. You go out and get a boy. You go deal with the dating world nowadays and see if you can get a boyfriend that fast. Like dating is hard. And so also don't put pressure on yourself to be like, I'm just not having luck getting one. Like dating is hard. It is hard out there these days. I don't have to deal with it. But what I've heard from friends and others is that like, it's hard. And even when I was single, like it was hard, like dating, putting yourself out there, being vulnerable, like having to have the what's your favorite color conversation like 27 times is annoying after a while. And so again, I just think main takeaway is do not put yourself on anyone else's timetable. It is going to happen for you. And that's something that I wish I could go back and tell myself. Like I spent so much time being so anxious about like, when am I going to get a boyfriend? Like, when am I going to do this? When am I going to do that? Because everyone else was like, everyone else is getting boyfriends. Everyone else is going on dates and doing things. And like, I never was doing any of those things. And so I was putting so much pressure on myself. And I wish I could go back and tell myself like, listen, these things are going to happen and they are going to happen to you. They're going to happen for you. You're going to have these experiences. And so until then, just live life and like love where you're at. Be independent. Like enjoy the time that you have now because all of those things that you're stressed about are going to happen in due time. You just have to give it a little bit. And I think that that's something that I never really focused on. Like I never was able to remind myself of that because I never thought of it like that. I just felt like I was really behind when in reality, I wasn't. I just like had this mindset that was really giving me a lot of stress and anxiety. But if I could go back, I wish I could say like, you're not in competition with anyone's timeline. You're not in competition with anyone to get anywhere in life. Like just focus on yourself. All of these things that you're stressed about and worried about are going to happen for you, but it's just on your own timeline and that's okay. Like take the time that you have now when none of that is happening to like go out and enjoy life and do things that you want to do and like take advantage of life that you have right now because all of those things are going to happen later. And like that's just something I wish I could remind myself because again, I just spent a lot of time I think focusing on the wrong things when it came to that and just prioritizing my stress and anxiety over when it was going to happen versus like allowing things to happen naturally and also just like enjoying life in the meantime and that's not to say I wasn't happy or didn't enjoy life but I think you guys get what I'm saying so that's where I'm at on that Dua Lipa you know when I play my music to people who I really respect or look up to then I hear my songs in a different perspective Cardi B I know what it feels like when you feel like everybody turn your back and like don't ever think it's because you did something wrong Harry Styles I feel like I'm falling more and more in love with, with making music each time I get to do it you know these artists for their songs videos and epic performances but they have so many stories beyond their fame that's what we're here to share with you on the Spot Podcast we sit down with some of the biggest names in music. And along the way, our guests reveal stories that even their biggest fans may have never heard before. Check out the Spout Podcast to hear famous people spout off about more than what they're famous for. And find out who's spouting off next, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, next one. Here we go. It says, I'm about to start a big girl job. I'm becoming a flight attendant. Any advice to take with me? What would Sav do? So first of all, congratulations. I've been seeing so many like flight. I'm, I'm on flight attendant TikTok lately. I don't know what it is. I don't know why, but I am definitely on flight attendant TikTok. It looks so fun, honestly. Um, But congratulations on this new chapter. And I would say, 
first of all, I think that any new chapter like this is so exciting, whether it be a move or a job change or starting your first big girl job or like a new apartment or, you know, getting a dog, any like big event in life like this is so exciting. And I would just say, embrace it all and I feel like that is very cliche but I feel like take it all in like soak it all in there's gonna be days where you're like not loving it but there's also gonna be days where you're like this is the best thing ever this is my favorite job in the world and I would just really hold on to those days cherish those moments and be so excited for this new chapter that you're about to embark on because this is going to shape you in the best ways I feel like these are really transformative years like when you get your first like real job it's very very transformative and it shapes you and it's really exciting and I feel like this is something that you're always going to be able to carry with you you're going to learn so much you're going to grow immensely and I just think that that is very exciting so I would just go into it very open-minded soaking everything up just being very open about the journey that you're about to embark on I think that that again is just so exciting and I'm really really excited for you and I can't wait to see how that plays out and I think that just getting yourself ready for this new chapter of your life and again I can't I just I keep repeating myself but I just again I think it's a really really exciting time and I think that a lot of times in life we're so fast-paced that we never really take a second to slow down and really take in and realize what we're doing and the chapter we're about to like go into and embark on and so I just encourage you to take a moment whether that's like the night before your first day or like whether you go to a celebratory dinner with like your family or your friends have a moment where you really celebrate it because I just feel like you should celebrate yourself celebrate getting this far and really set yourself up for success and excite yourself on this new journey that you're about to embark on I think that that is what I would recommend for you I think that that's something that I've really liked to do in different stages of my life as well like whether that be moving or whether that be you know I've had the social media job for a while so I haven't done like a lot of you know when it comes to like the career changes I ha- I don't have a lot of experience in that but any other little wins that you can take on and celebrate I think you should because like I said earlier like life's too short so just embrace it all and I'm really excited for you and you're about to meet so many new people have so many amazing experiences like you're gonna be able to travel so much that's so awesome take so many pictures I think that that's something that we should talk about too is just like capture all the moments take everything in you're gonna do great and I'm so so excited for you okay next one I'm going to a football match with a boy who had a girlfriend at the time that we were messaging but we haven't spoken in months and they are no longer together and it was his idea to go to the match am I a bad person no 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 I don't think you are I don't think I don't get why you would be I mean One could argue that talking to a boy that had a girlfriend is not the best. And I would argue that as well. I would say that, you know, messaging a boy about going on a date who has a girlfriend, because let's face it, going to a football match together, I would consider that a date. Um, But I think talking to someone who has a girlfriend isn't great. I think that if you haven't spoken in months and he's no longer with his ex-girlfriend and this is something that you want to do I don't necessarily see anything wrong with it however I would proceed with caution because they always say you lose them how you get them is that what it is like you lose them how you got them 
And again, that's not to put any bad vibes out there for this experience that you're about to go on. But I just think that I would proceed with caution because if he like, I don't think you're a bad person in this situation at all. But I do think that if I were you, I would proceed with caution in this because I think that if he's willing to talk to you while he has a girlfriend, I do think that he'd be willing to talk to someone else while he's also talking to you. And again, that's just something that you're going to have to kind of keep in the back of your head while you move forward with this and ask yourself if that's something that you want if that's something that you want to entertain do you want to be with someone who you like aren't really sure how much you can trust them you know I know it's the early stages and still and stuff but I do think that it's a telling characteristic so just keep that in mind but I don't think that you're a bad person for doing that okay Next one. I've been with my boyfriend for five months and I'm trying to figure out how to communicate my needs better. I don't want to sound clingy or high maintenance, but sometimes I feel like I'm put on the back burner when he's busy with work and that he thinks time will fix problems. I want to figure out how to compromise more as a couple and be able to effectively communicate when disagreements happen. How do you navigate these things in your relationship? What would Sav do? So I have been with many different types of people when it comes to conflict resolution. I have dated guys where when I propose something that is upsetting to me or if I say like, hey, like, is there a way that we could work this out? together. I've been with people that they throw the defense mechanisms up. I've been with people where they shut me out completely. I've been with people where they scream and yell and they have tantrums. And then I've been with Hayden, obviously. And something that I really am so proud about in our relationship is our conflict resolution skills and our solution oriented skills because our communication is unlike anything I've ever experienced in any other relationship. When Hayden and I talk, we talk knowing that we both have the same goal, which is for both of us to be happy. We talk with the goal of knowing that we love each other. We want this relationship to work. So what do we have to do in order to do that? And I feel like when you, you know, place yourselves on an even playing field and remind yourselves that you are both coming from a place of love in this relationship, it really changes the type of communication that you have because there's no need to get really defensive or to start yelling or get angry when you remind yourself that we're both here to like you know accomplish the same goal we both want to be happy in this relationship we both love each other so let's like remove all the bullshit and it's not it does it's not effective you know that's another big thing that I had to understand in past relationships that the yelling and the arguments and the littlest things becoming a problem, they don't need to be a problem because once you take away all the bullshit and focus on what the true root of the issue is and how you can move forward, and once you remind yourself you both have the same goal of accomplishing it, it really makes things a lot easier in my opinion. And so what Hayden and I will do when we come to a point where like we need to talk about something or there's something going on is we both will have, I kind of joke about it whenever I'm with like my family or my friends, I tell them that it kind of, it's like almost like, you know, when you watch a movie and they show like a couple's therapy scene and they're like, well, I feel like this. And like, I understand how you feel, but I feel like this. That's pretty much how Hayden and I like get through things together is we have those types of conversations. And I'm really lucky and happy that I'm with someone who is very level-headed and does not get angry and does not get mad. And what I've learned throughout our relationship is that, and what I've also learned about my past relationships through my relationship with Hayden is that 
I was never asking too much of someone. I was simply just not asking the right people. When I was asking someone, hey, like, can we plan more date nights? Or hey, like, I would love to spend more time with you. I don't want to be clingy, but like, I'm kind of like needing a little bit more time right now. Like when I tell them like, hey, like I'm having anxiety. Can you just like hang out with me? Like I, we don't need, like, I don't need to talk, but just like be there with me. Like I was never asking too much. And a lot of the people that I was with in the past, made me feel like I was and that's what I've learned in this relationship is that I wasn't like I was never crazy I was never asking too much I was never clingy I was never needy I was simply expressing my needs and that does not make me needy that does not make me clingy it makes me human because also what's going to happen if I don't express my needs and this is what I've also learned if I don't express my needs I'm going to grow resentful I'm going to boil up I'm going to get tense I'm going to not be a happy human and I'm going to get resentful when I feel like I can't express how I'm feeling in a way that is communicative and effective because if I can't express how I'm feeling or if I do and you get angry with me for expressing my feel like come on I feel like we're grown we're past that stage and I'm not interested in being with someone who can't communicate effectively so if I were you in this you know relationship that you're having what I would remind myself of several things before going into this conversation. And then I would remind him of those things when beginning the conversation. When going into the conversation, I would just start it very openly and be like, listen, I don't want to fight with you. I don't want to argue. I just want to have an open conversation about how I'm feeling because I feel like it's really important that we communicate about this because it's been something that I've been feeling for a little bit of time now and I don't really know how to fix it and I want us to get to a good place and a resolution with this moving forward that way we can both feel better about it and then I would go into it being like I understand that you're really busy a lot of the time and I'm not trying to get in the way of that or take any of that away from you but I would also love to find a way that we can implement some more quality time with each other just so that when you are really busy and like working a bunch or you've got other things on your plate I still know that I'm a priority because I do think right now I'm feeling a little bit left on the back burner which I know isn't intentional but I want to kind of address it now that way we can find a proper way to work through it and I do think a lot of these conversations what's really important in them is the tone of voice that you use I think when you come at someone in a very you know harsh way or very just cold and being like this is how I feel and like we need to fix it type of deal like you know with the snaps and the claps and all of it no one is going to be receptive to that. So I think it's really important to go into the conversation with your guard down and with your walls down and just being like, hey, listen, like I want to have this conversation. I love you. And it's really important that we talk about this because I think it's going to be very crucial for the success for our of our relationship to have this conversation. And I just want to find a common ground with you and figure out a way that we can compromise this together. And then what I would also recommend going into this conversation is I would recommend you thinking about ways that you can have more quality time together, whether it's you guys have one date night together, like 
like that's your thing it doesn't matter what day it doesn't matter what night he can pick it whatever works for him because he's got the busy schedule apparently you know be like I would love if we could do one date night a week we can pick it to have it work with your schedule that way you're giving options and you're not just looking at him being like so what do you think because he's not gonna probably you know be as like he's not gonna like just throw out like five different ideas at you at once so I think it's important that you come with examples of what you're talking about that way you can also continue the conversation and come to a conclusion so that is what I would do okay last one how do you tell someone you're living with that you want to move out specifically a grandmother who you know won't take it well what would Sav do well first of all I think that it's a great thing that you are moving out or wanting to move out or beginning the conversation, beginning the thoughts, because I just think that that always equates to growth. I think that it means that you are growing as a person. And I always think that that is a good thing. So that's where I would start. So in a situation like this, I think what I would do is go into this conversation already with the pretense that you don't think that this message is going to be taken well. And I think that when you go into it with those expectations, the reality of it, if that is the reality that it's not taken well, won't be as hard. Harsh. I think that obviously we want the conversation to go as great as possible. And so I think a big part of that is having that open communication, really like everything that I just said about the last answer and having that open communication, being very, you know, walls down and not being defensive and just being like, listen, this for whatever the reason is, right? Whatever the reason that you want to move out is, whether it's you're not liking it there or whether it's, you know, personal growth or whatever, I would honestly probably just blame it on personal growth, whatever it is. If it's, you know, if it's a reason that you don't want to get in with her, like, if you feel like it's going to cause an argument, if the reason is going to cause an argument, I would just be like, listen, like, I just feel like this is what's the best decision for me. And I, you know, I like, thank you for letting me stay with you for this time, but I'm just ready to start a new chapter. And I feel like this is what's going to be the best decision for me. And I, you know, have to make those decisions for myself and I have to look out for me and do what's best for me. And obviously, you know, I don't know if you guys, from the sounds of it, I guess how you frame it is going to be based off of the type of relationship that you guys have, whether you have animosity in the relationship, whether you enjoy each other, which it doesn't necessarily sound like it off of the question that you sent in. But I do think that it's important to just focus on the positives of the conversation and just keeping it short and sweet. You know, you're not looking for her permission. And I think that you need to remind yourself that as well. Like this is what's going to happen. Like you've already made the decision to move out. And if you're capable and able to do that, then I don't think that there's any you know reason to be looking for permission and that is something that I've also dealt with over the years is you know not asking for people's permission to do things that I can readily and like willingly be able to do on my own I'm not looking for people's permission I'm just letting them know what is happening and I'm you know thanking them for everything that they've allowed me to do along the way but this is what's happening so remind yourself you're not looking for her permission you're simply just telling her and if it doesn't go well then it doesn't go well but obviously go into it with an open uh open dialogue I think is what's really important and not being very like harsh or just cold I would go into it open dialogue open communication and just let her know what's happening okay I'm looking at the question and you're saying how do you tell someone that you're living with that you want to move out so if I were you so everything that I said still stands but I do think a tip that I have is 
getting all your ducks in a row before you move out, like finding out where you're going to live, finding out where you're going to stay, like getting things situated, getting furniture that you need to get, like just getting your ducks in a row that way. That way, when you go in and have the conversation, it's easier because everything's already done. You know, like everything is done and you're basically just letting her know, like, this is what I'm doing. Because again, if you're able to do all of that, if you're able to find a place to live, if you're able to, you know, afford it all and being able to pay for it and whatnot, like, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't go into that conversation feeling confident. I think having your ducks lined up in a row like that is only going to make you feel more confident in that conversation. And also at that point, like it's not really a discussion, like it's not an argument. It's this is what's happening. Like this is what's happening. So that's what I would do. But I hope that that helps. And with that being said, you guys, that is going to be all from you today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. Again, if you're new here, hi, my name is Savannah and I'm your host of My Thoughts Exactly. Make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode. We post weekly here every single Friday. You're not going to want to miss it. Have a great weekend, you guys. I will see you next week with a brand new one. And yeah, love ya. Bye. Bye.